You make me feel like I'm living a teenage dream. As long as she's packaged like string cheese. How do you think Sean Spicer (laughs) is feeling right this second? I am not a member of the deep state. To take comma is the oldest person I know. Yes! It was all leading up to that. Yes! (laughs) To President Trump, you're going to have to make a decision. The campaign is over. To the Republican Party, who are we? What do we believe? When they write the history of these times, I'm going to be with these kids. It was it was a bunch of nonsense, and then Al Franken making her look stupid, and then we're like, we're done. Let's put her in. I don't know about you, but I am, I'm chilled out right now. You're chilled? I'm chilled. You know what? I am too. The, the week is over. Yes. It's it's Friday it is. when we record this, not necessarily when anyone listens to this. <clears throat> right. It Although is. if you've timed it out where you're listening to this on a Friday, congratulations, you win. You get to celebrate right along with us. Mm-hmm. Celebrate freedom from the Bergens. I watch a lot of trolls. <laughs> it's not it's not by choice. It's mm-hmm. just something that's happening in my life. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. I, so we we've had the issue um in our house about watching things. Yes. Where I'm realizing that my child is now too old oh. for me to watch everything I want to watch with him in the room. Okay. Oh, because he picks up on things. Well, I mean, not officially, mm. but um, like we we like to watch the television show Casual ah, on Hulu. Yeah, I've, I've seen previews for that. Not not a good children's show, <laughs> and I I keep having to wait to watch that until he goes to bed. It's funny that they bill it as a children's show. Yeah, it's really weird. You know, right? like with all those like stuffed kangaroos mm-hmm. and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's odd <laughs> that they you know. I think to make. What they should do for parents to make any show a children's show is just at the end have the characters come out and go, now what did we learn today? (laughs) Yes. The moral of the story is drugs aren't good. No. (laughs) The moral of the story is if you decide to sleep with your best friend's girlfriend. It's going to end poorly. Poorly. Now go to bed, children. <laughs> we, I wanted to watch, um, and I've watched one episode of it, a show on FX called Snowflake. I haven't heard of this about at all. The, the beginning of uh, Crack. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's definitely not well, a kid-friendly show. That sounds intense. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it was intense. And um, definitely a one-plus-year-old should not be... <laughs> enjoying it with me so now when if we want to watch any tv while he's in the room it's like all right what what's on the network we want to watch news let's watch the news (laughs) (laughs) whatever you want to watch battle of the network stars Mm -hmm. i watched uh celebrity family feud with him in the room (laughs) oh god Yep. I feel like with that Snowflake show, they're just going to need a lot of stuffed kangaroos to get through it. A lot. A lot. Really, if they replaced the entire cast with stuffed kangaroos <laughs> and the crack 
with cotton candy. Well, that's good. Then it would be a children's show. Do you remember the psychology test about with marshmallows where, to see if kids could stand oh, to yes. wait? <laughs> well, if no one's ever heard of this, basically there's this famous study where they <clears throat> they give a kid a marshmallow. The researchers do, not like some weird they, but a safe It's they. just a guy it's in a, a guy van. Or a gal. Not, That's true. Oh. We don't want to be sexist here. Girls can be <laughs> terrible child molesters too. <laughs> okay. These are not child molesters in this scenario, though. Well, no. This is a research scenario. But, I mean, in, in an unmarked van okay. with no windows. Fine, if that's what you need to get through this. No, I don't like it. Okay. I'm very against it. But you just need a schema, though. Yeah. You need, okay. A I, setting. I haven't setting. gotten to watch these shows. Okay. I have to get it out. <laughs> so, so you give a kid a marshmallow, and you tell the kid, hey, I got to go for five minutes. I'm coming back. You're going to be alone for a while. Uh, if I come back and you haven't eaten the marshmallow, I'll give you two. Okay. And what they found was, you know, they had various results. A lot of kids ate the marshmallow. Mm-hmm. A few didn't, right, if I'm remembering it correctly. Most, most did. Most yes. did. Most ate it. <laughs> and and the ones that didn't eat it had various strategies to not eat it, like like they would hum or they would, like, not look at it or they would look at it and just stare at it. Um, and they did a longitudinal study. I mean, they followed these kids later in life. And the ones that could la- that could wait, not late, the ones that could wait, did better in their lives. They were more successful, quote unquote, as people mm-hmm. than the kids who couldn't wait. So if you have a bag of marshmallows right now. Torment your child. Maybe it's time to stop. Oh, it's time to stop. Eating them. Right. Or you could torment your child. And that's what, I think that's a better use of time. Hey, welcome to Sushi Jack. Well, hi there. <laughs> mm, we're here. You're here. We're all here together. Yeah. I mean, in this space that we've created, that we've carved out for ourselves. It's, I feel like. On the internet. What we've created is kind of like a, a safe place. It's not safe at all. No, but like it's, it's a safe place <laughs> where no one should feel, um, threatened or upset i don't know about that well i mean they shouldn't they shouldn't feel that way i'm not gonna guarantee that they don't i did just open up the idea that child molesters can also be women yeah so clearly we're not sexist here while you're ruminating on that thought well yeah clearly we're not Mm -hmm. i i would i would venture to say in most instances yeah this is coming up naturally, by the way. Mm-hmm. I would venture to say in most instances, you and I are very tolerant. Yeah. We might be two white guys, mm-hmm. reasonably privileged, not like rich or anything. Middle class. Middle class. Middle class. Middle class. I think I recently have, like in the last couple of years, moved from lower middle class yeah. to like middle, lower middle class. <laughs> I, I, I'm right there with you, actually. I'm right there with you. Somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah. So... Take that into account, but I would say we're reasonably tolerable. In the spirit of being reasonably tolerable, by the way, um, my good friend, Philly Steve. Philly Steve! Not Nebraska Roy this time. Philly Steve! Philly Steve pointed out, hey, Philly Steve, bring me a cheesesteak. <laughs> that's all I know about Philadelphia. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more. Phillies, right? Uh, yeah, they, they are. Lenny Dykstra! Don't know who that is. He played for the Phillies. Oh, great. For a while. Okay. 
I mean, he doesn't anymore. It, we actually went to jail the, for for uh, child being involved in the Ponzi scheme or oh, something. Fuck. Okay. Um, well, that is a little better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not a baseball. It's, it's morally Ponzi scheme? no. Oh no, he. Um, are we getting into baseball again? Yeah, we're not. That's okay. let's not go down that route. <laughs> I guess hole. people can Wikipedia this if they really want to. Yeah, <laughs> okay. just check it out. Okay. Uh, Eagles, right? <laughs> sure. Flyers. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Hey, remember Allen Iverson? Don't eat a crow. <laughs> you might die. <laughs> All right, Philly Steve. Philly Steve. Um, we made a kind of a dumb crack about gay people not liking good electronic music last time because you had been to play. And I said that I had been to Pride, and um, mm-hmm. there was there was a preponderance of just bad electronic music. And uh, Philly Steve and his infinite wisdom, and I'm not being sarcastic, um, he knows a lot about – he's a big electronic music fan. He's turned me on to a lot of good stuff. He's like, hey, remember – he wasn't mad, mm-hmm. but he was like, hey, remember, you know, electronic music grew out of, like, the predominantly African-American gay scene – in you know various cities, I there's a chance I wasn't clear enough here. Okay, mine wasn't electronic music. Ah. mine was bad pop music involving a lot of synthesizers. And I know it probably came out the same place, but you know what? It's still awful. Okay, <laughs> well, just saying. It's an opinion. I'm fully aware it's an no, opinion. No, and I and I think his point is is great. I think it's a good, it's a cool, good reminder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, you know, I was thinking about this actually off the back of 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 that of 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 him saying that. Um, uh, most of the great music has come out of oppressed communities. Yeah, well, that's you, true. I mean, it just ha- like blues, mm-hmm. pretty obvious. Jazz, <laughs> another one. Uh, I mean, these are like new well, genres. Right? If you go the down music. the list of every genre, uh-huh. pretty much, aside from really bad modern pop music <laughs> those well there may be some people within that but yes there's right. a machine behind them yeah yeah yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. pushing things forward but i mean like like uh punk punk absolutely yeah uh, uh everything everyone except like you say modern pop and maybe mozart <laughs> because that's true that really wasn't <laughs> right if you're playing a harpsichord and you're not tori amos if you're playing a harpsichord otherwise Starting in the early 1900s. Okay, we'll, that's good. We'll go with that. That's good. Don't you think, have you ever thought this, that pop music is really folk music, like with the edges rounded off? Have you ever had that thought? I've had that thought. Maybe some. I mean, it's like, it's not classical music. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? The 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 song structure, the types of chords, and that the way the music works, you know, being a lyrical music predominantly, too. Yeah. Is more close to a folk music than it is to a, you know, a classical type music. Okay. I guess. I don't know. It's just something I've thought about. Well, it's interesting that they decided to ruin folk music. When did they do that? I'm talking about you, Katy Perry. Oh, she ruined folk music? No, you're comparing her to folk music. Okay, I see. (laughs) I actually like Katy Perry. I know you do. Yeah. But you know what? (laughs) Uh, Katy Perry is awful. And Katy Perry did not come out of the predominantly African-American gay scene. She did not. So I am allowed to insult her with no... I don't even have to explain it. She's just very bad. <laughs> she did kiss a girl and like it. That She did do that. Yeah. But she and, also did a lot of other things that are very upsetting to hear 
just like musically. Is, is that true? Oh, okay. Yeah, just all the music. <laughs> I thought you meant she had done a lot of like morally, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, morally bankrupt things like okay. make her music. Okay. <laughs> you make me feel like I'm living a teenage dream. I'm just saying. <laughs> California girls are unforgettable. It's, is that a line? I think so. It's yeah. that music. This is why I don't like it. Okay. I don't like anything overly sweet. <laughs> ah. And every Okay. E- like even right. even when the pop the pop ladies are being nasty. Mm-hmm. Like they're being mean to everyone. Uh-huh. It's still like a really like, "Hey, I'm being cutesy mean." <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I think some people are actually being mean. Um, I also like Lady Gaga quite a bit. Well, I'm just being, you know. You know what? Here's what I'll say about Lady Gaga. Say it. I don't like her music. Okay. That's not all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping. And that's it. <laughs> Close that door. Uh, Lady Gaga, I feel like, is actually a very talented individual. Absolutely. With that said, she's wasting it talking about <laughs> stupid poker faces. <laughs> To be fair, she's expanded her palette quite a bit. Yeah. She's so like she's so similar to Madonna to me in a lot of ways. I mean, Madonna was doing similar things in the eighties that she's doing I'll, now. You know I'll what take I mean? that comparison. No, it's. A, I think it's. A, I think it's the very. The difference valid. is, very valid. I feel like as an artist, she's already surpassed Madonna. <laughs> Could be though. I though I bought two Madonna songs recently. Why? Heard, Are you mad at yourself? I was at a cafe. Well, it was. It, By I was the at way, a diner. that's the kind of stuff they were playing where I was at. What's that? Oh, Madonna, Madonna okay. and Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga. Yeah. and wait, I mean, there was a shocking amount of Nicki Minaj, which I mean, just a shocking amount. It seems like that bothers you. <laughs> it it kind of does. Was a lot. It was a lot, huh? It's a lot of yeah. like I can handle Nicki Minaj in little snippets. <laughs> I don't need more than one song of Nicki Minaj in a single 24-hour period. As long as she's packaged like string cheese, <laughs> you can deal right. with Nicki. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want the whole block. No. Just, just, just a, little. a little bit. And by one, I mean tolerate. Maybe a shaving. <laughs> you know, off of the Parmesan wheel yeah. of mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj, you just want yeah, a little I'm, taste. I, I am fully aware that I'm a music snob when it comes to pop music. And I have embraced it. That's fine. I'm going to run with it. You should. Um, That's my life. I like it. I'm good with it. Um, uh, I had other thoughts. but About music? But Yeah, but they're not very important. Okay. They're just... Do you want to talk about Linkin Park? Well, I sort of feel like we should. Okay. Uh, the, today is is the 21st of July, that 2017. And we've learned, uh, I learned on NPR this morning that um, Chester from Lincoln Park uh, died in an apparent suicide. Not really sure. Don't want to spread that around. It's, I, I think he, based on what I've heard, involved, it involved rope. Oh, God. He was I'm a, not going to yeah. swear by that. This is just what I've heard. Well, he was a troubled guy. Yeah. We learned that today. Um, it, I mean, you could look at his lyrics and think, that guy's probably troubled. Um, and, you know, I, I guess this is the asshole in me that just has to say, like, I was never a fan. <laughs> you know, like, it, I remember when they came out, I remember their mm-hmm. first music video being on MTV 2, probably. Yeah. Because MTV had ceased to play videos by that point, as I'm sure is still the case. 
I, um, I would assume. God so. knows what MTV2 is even anymore. Um, YouTube exists now. You don't need there MTV. There you go. You don't. It, but it was nice when it was great. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing it, and I remember thinking, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, that, that's I was, about right. I was pretty resistant. I mean, I was in high school in the early 2000s, right? And so I was pretty resistant to all of the popular rock music coming out then. I mean, I was a big, you know, fan of alt rock, and this was not what I was into. There there was a little bit too much uh, record scratching. Well, there was a yeah, there was it was the rock rap era. I mean, I remember being in middle school and Lincoln Lincoln not Lincoln Park Limp Bizkit yeah came out, and uh, boy, that was a thing. Now, not to veer too far off of the general thesis of this conversation but um in an era where lincoln park and limp biscuit were the big bands i think everyone can agree that lincoln park was better than limp biscuit oh 100 <laughs> percent like, i mean significant i not i never bought an album right never voluntarily listened right. to either one of them right but just one of them made me very unhappy to hear <laughs> and the other one less eh. Yeah. Yeah, less yeah. unhappy. I yeah. I mean, um I now remember reading reviews in Rolling Stone and stuff about how Lincoln Park was, you know, producing good work within their their genre, within yeah. their field, I almost said. And I'm sure they were. Yeah. Yeah. Just not a field I enjoyed. That you romp in. Yeah. Yeah. Which You're is not fun. you don't pick daisies in that field. I, the daisies there are for other people. <laughs> they're sad daisies. Mm-hmm. I mean and they're they're very sad daisies today. Yeah. So I, I, I don't want to, you know, lark too much on a guy, no. a guy's apparent suicide. I mean, we've had two rock and roll suicides recently, mm-hmm. uh, to quote a David Bowie song. Um, we've had Chris Cornell, and now we've had this guy, or so it seems. And boy, it's sad. I just, I guess I thought we were past it. I, it, I don't know why I felt that way, but that's how I felt. It's weird. This is what I was thinking when I read it. And, um, like, aside from, again, aside from it being a person <laughs> yes, died, right. I had no, no emotional attachment to, to him or Lincoln Park. I didn't, right. I don't know anything about him. <clears throat> right. Or, right. But, um, it's weird living in a time where you're seeing the musicians who were popular when you were younger right dying for various reasons yes it is it is odd i mean it's like it's like our generation is experiencing that you know um what was what was experienced by the boomers i guess when hendrix and janis joplin and jim morrison how did he die again oh a variety of different ways he's um i i believe the last time it was because he uh, fell asleep in the bathtub because he was tired. Oh, and drowned. Oh, that's uh, that's my latest theory. Are you proposing that Jim Morrison is like Rasputin and that he could barely be killed? It took a lot of killing mm-hmm. to kill him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He, he had cat-like tendencies. I would agree with that. Many lives. Yeah. Many lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere, <clears throat> somewhere, there's someone listening to this going, "He believes in reincarnation. <laughs> that's ridiculous." <laughs> Lizard King, my ass. <laughs> I remember a conversation with my dad at one point. Um, my dad's a big rock and roll guy, which is probably why I'm such a big rock and roll guy. It's, it's awesome. 
uh, Jim Morrison just talking about how he was the Lizard King, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, Dad, but that sounds awesome. I, so I'm going to devote my life to that. I feel like of all the rock <laughs> musician nicknames, yeah. Lizard King... I don't know if it's the best or the worst, but it's one of them. It's the, it's the best. I'm, I'm sure it it's the best. It goes back and forth. I'm sure it's the best. Um, speaking of uh, musical stuff, this is a bit of a segue. Segway. Just watch out for it as it goes by because it's a tourist. They're not paying attention. And They've you're not going to hear it. Right. It's battery powered. It's battery powered. And no one has ever driven one before. Mm-mm. Every time you ride a Segway, it's the first time. Mm-hmm. Unless you are a Segway tour guide. It makes me think Segways are the worst. <laughs> they're the worst. Because everyone rides them once. <laughs> right. They're the future, but they're also the worst. Um, <clears throat> in England right now, yeah. much like the, uh, the uh, <clears throat> fervor whipped up by Bernie Sanders in this country, you have one Jeremy Cor- Corbyn. Um, in a fervor at the moment. Okay. To the to the point where the youth are chanting to the tune of the White Stripes Seven Nation Army, Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, Jeremy Corbyn. I don't know if they're doing the second part, more just the first one in a loop. I don't <clears throat> I don't know that I care for that chant. Well, it it's interesting. <laughs> I feel like Jack White should be getting paid every time it happens because mm-hmm. I understand a little bit about how uh, how people get paid for their music. But I have also recorded, in a couple instances, a high school band doing like a Black Keys song and or Seven Nation Army yeah. at different points. So, And I don't know how that works either, but I got to tell you, it was kind of fun. Um, yeah, the youth apparently in, in Ingleland are very excited about one Jeremy Cor- Corbin. I keep wanting to call him Corgan because I think Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins, one of my personal heroes. That would be an interesting... <clears throat> Era in England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Despite all my rage, I still want to be the prime minister. I'm I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I would not like him to be in charge of a country. Mm-mm. I don't feel like that would go well. He seems unstable. <laughs> I mean, I love the guy. I love his music. But, geez. By the way, um, when you come to my birthday party this year, which I'm going to have, okay, I'm having a birthday party. I guess I'm announcing it right now. Are you inviting everyone who listens to the podcast? Absolutely, I am. Okay, Jeff, Kung Fu Driving. <laughs> I hope you're there. Yeah, Tattoo Banana guys. I hope mm-hmm. you're there. Philly Steve. I, I know it's hard. Maybe you can be there. I mean, it's tough. It's a long hey, trip. I want. I want Philly Steve here most of all. Well, I do love Philly Steve. Nebraska. No, Roy, I love Philly Steve. You don't even know him. Philly Steve is my favorite. Okay. Nebraska Roy, I know it's tough. Maybe you can fly in. Who He's knows? my arch nemesis. Well, you're very similar, you two. <laughs> I would not tell you that in person, but mm-hmm. there's similarities between you. And I think that's what I like about you. I mean, I, he's my oldest friend. Mm-hmm. Do you mean oldest like he? he's the oldest person you know? No. Oh. No. Like not age-wise? No. Okay. Tutank Kama is the oldest person I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's... I mean, I just on. wondered if this is where I find out he's like 85. Well, <laughs> he's my oldest friend. Literally oldest. Um, mm-hmm. So, no. Uh, when I have my birthday party this year, I will be 33. Yeah. One Billy Corgan once wrote a song on an album called Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Never heard I of it. I know it's very emo sounding, kids. <laughs> 
but it was my generation, so fuck you. Um, he has a song called 33. I will be 33 years old. And just so you know, to prepare you in advance, we're going to play that song probably on a loop oh. for the whole night. Well, the thing is, I'm right. busy that night. Oh, God. <laughs> I, uh, I already made plans <laughs> to do the stuff. You know how the, it the is. The best part about that song is Jen and I, Jen and I bonded, uh, my wife Jen, and I bonded over Smashing Pumpkins, a, a mutual love for Smashing Pumpkins in college. That was like the the first thing that we had in common, mm-hmm. you know, and then like, you know, all the sex and stuff. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, the first thing we had in common was this love of Smashing Pumpkins. And she and I were trying to remember how the lyrics go in that song, 33, this week. And we were both like, is that pain or rain or shame or Dane? Hmm. We're not really sure. Can I do my Billy Corgan for you? Yeah, go ahead. Supper's waiting on the table. <laughs> this is 33. Tomorrow's just an excuse away. <laughs> it's not bad, right? That's not terrible at it's all. It's not. I, it's, I mean, it's not great. My first favorite Because I could understand every one of those words, <laughs> and I should understand no more than 50%. So I pull my collar up and face the rain, pain, shame, not sure, on my own. <laughs> so, it would listen be, to 33. It would be great to find out that he never wrote a lyric right. <laughs> he just alternates between words that kind of sound like they fit there or, or like the Beatles did like they would record it with two different words at the same time because they couldn't decide mm-hmm. and like yeah fuck it like <laughs> fuck it um, Jesus Christ there's a lot to talk about oh is there ever I what a week I mean we've wasted a good 20 minutes here people I'm guessing it's about 20 minutes well, talking about bullshit when there's off, been a lot going on. I feel like we need to reiterate today is July 21st. Yeah, because something's going to happen right now. July 22nd, July late July 21st. There's nine things that have happened today. Right. Who the hell knows what's going to happen tomorrow? No. Or like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, they're, they're already firing the new guy that replaced Sean Spicer. <laughs> right. My God. It happened. I okay. He resigned. So, I don't know if you – I mean, you've quit a job. I know you've quit a job. Yeah, I quit a hotel one time. Um, it sucked. <laughs> but, like, quitting, like, after you quit, there's, like, a release. You know, like, you feel good because you're like, I, I don't have to do that anymore. Hey, how, how do you think Sean Spicer <laughs> is feeling right this second? Like – a- after six months of Has it nonsense. only been six months? It's only been six months. Good God. Oh, that hurts. How, how do you think he he is feeling? <laughs> Knowing, hey, I never have to go out there again. I think he's in his bush right now. <laughs> Does he get to go back to the bush? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, oh. he's not... Well, no. He's he on property. Look, he can take his bush with him wherever he goes. Oh, though. was that his His bush is inside. Bush? <laughs> yeah. His dow is the bush. He's got his... And, and he's got Kellyanne's toes in his mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ugh. I mean, look, I would if I was there. 
I, I don't have a thing for feet, but something about Kellyanne Conway's feet. I don't know. I just one in my mouth. I don't, anyway, I'm going to edit that out. Probably not. That's because the laziness. <laughs> no, you're definitely not going to edit that out. <laughs> I've embarrassed, my, embarrassed myself a few times in my life. Mm-hmm. Ninety-four of them have been on this show. Uh, hi, Justin's mom. Hey, <laughs> your son loves Kellyanne Conway's toes. Just. She's the only one, though. Mm-hmm. No other women's toes or men's toes, for that matter. Yeah, you. You While should probably it. just go with toes. Mom, I'm not gay. <laughs> For toes, um, <laughs> specifically toes. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm gay for toes, <laughs> just a little bit. Anyway, so Sean Spicer is in a bush. Yeah, uh, he has a loincloth well, on. First off, background for anyone who wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Today, early in the morning, Donald Trump went. I'm going to appoint a hedge fund manager to be in charge of my communications. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. The first person you want in charge of your communications is a hedge fund manager that used to work at Goldman Sachs. <laughs> oh boy, that doesn't sound <laughs> rife with fucking problems. <laughs> so that's a great idea to begin with. Um, so according to multiple people, right? Sean Spicer then quit because he went. Wait, the guy you appointed is what? I'm going to end up having to do both jobs. I don't think so. Right. And so... So peace. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I'm done. Even Sean Spicer... Like, that's the limit for Sean Spicer. Right. 100%. Sean Spicer is willing to lie for you right. for months on end. But if you make him lie for two jobs worth of your nonsense... <laughs> He's at, out. At that he's point, done. he's he's reached his limit, and he is he is piecing. So then he resigned, right? And then Sarah Huckabee Sanders is now taking over his job. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So we we got more Huckleberry time. Oh my. Oh boy. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I am all about Huckleberry time. Oh man, I I never thought when Sean Spicer started doing those press briefings, right, 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 that there would be a person who made me go. You know who's kind of well spoken? Sean Spicer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but darn it if they didn't find the one. <laughs> oh, that guy. And that's just the tip of the iceberg this week. That that's just today. That is just today. And it's day. so minor compared to everything else. <laughs> it's just the latest. It is indeed their latest. I mean, so here's what I have. And and look, everyone can guess where this comes from, right? Okay. Everyone can guess where this comes from. It comes from the Washington Post. Oh, what? But I will tell you right now, in the flesh, the nine ninety nine. Why they can't just charge me ten dollars? I don't fucking know. <laughs> it would make me. It would make the math in my checkbook a lot easier. I can tell you why. Why? Because according to studies, people are more willing to pay nine ninety nine than ten dollars. You know. know why? People is dumb. I like even numbers though. I, well, I do too. Right. And the thing is, I'm sure there are a lot of people like me right. who see nine ninety nine uh-huh. and go, "Oh, it's ten dollars." Okay. <laughs> That's what I do. But, I feel like that was a strategy worked out in like the fifties. Yeah. <clears throat> you know anyway, what? before you start this, okay, I'm gonna challenge you. Challenge me for the next podcast. Okay. I want you to get all of your news okay. from Fox News. I'll do that. I, I want I want everything coming from Fox News. It's going to be tough. You're, um, you're going to come in here going, did you hear what the Democrats did? 
You're going to get a lot of ang- angry uh, texts from me this week. <laughs> I'm going to be fuming. If you're, if you're my father-in-law right now, mm-hmm. you're very worried about Venezuela for some goddamn reason. Well, I mean, it's... Even though our own country is falling apart. I guess, you know, I guess that socialism, I guess it just doesn't work all that well. It's funny, though. We have an entire party who's not dedicated to socialism. Just, you know, a little bit of that mixed in with our regular old democracy. I, I, it's, it's horrible what's happening in Venezuela. <laughs> it is bad. But it's, it's hard to get a daily text from your father-in-law telling you how bad it is because it's a socialist country. Do you it's want a little tough? Do you want my tip? Give it to right me. Right here? Yeah. Next text message. Yeah. Give me the typical text I'm, message. I'll find one. Okay. Uh, and I will tell you the appropriate response. It's very simple. Okay. Go, so whenever whenever you have one pulled up. So, <laughs> um, Maduro getting ready to uh, – well, excuse me. I'm giving him better grammar than he gave. Okay. Maduro getting ready for rewrite of Venezuela's constitution against the will of the people. There's a lot of full stops in there. Um, okay, is that the end of it? Well, it's a link to something on Yahoo oh, News. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So your response then is, new phone, who dis? <laughs> Here's the one I got before that. Extreme socialism in Venezuela. Stop. This is not what the people expected to happen when they voted for socialism several years ago. Stop. Oh, that's from Reuters. Good for you, Barry. Reuters? I mean, what Yahoo, then Reuters... Um, all right, all right, I take it back. This Reuters news about, is an actual news source. This news about how the North Korean people are treated made me sick, basically being sold for slave labor to Russia and China. Okay, well, I'm kind of with that. Oh, it's a Google search from Fox News. Interesting. Uh, okay. Well, you know. Um, I Here's the thing. Yeah. I can't disagree with anything he said there. It is all bad. But it's... It's but, the pattern. Yeah. Nathan. It it is interesting to see it, people go, This is all really, really it, bad. You know it's great? <laughs> getting rid of health care. Right. Let's just get rid of let's that. just let's just let it get fucked and mm-hmm. get it out. Um and he's a smart guy and we have great discussions. We have great discussions. It's just like when he goes home, he like gravitates back to what he normally does, which is text me shit about Venezuela. Yeah. Or for years about how we need to arm the Israeli people. <laughs> Well, that mm. – by the way, uh, today I heard this on the news. There's like a a huge um, fight in, of course, the West Bank. Right. Because um, the Palestinians are killing just random Jews oh, now God. again. Oh, that's not good. And the Jews have just like been going into Palestinian homes and stabbing people. That sounds um, great. My – and then the Palestinian leader has said he's cut off all contact with the Jewish leadership. Yeah. My question here is, hey, Kushner, <laughs> <laughs> how how's that whole peace in the Middle East thing you're in charge of going? He, <laughs> you got that going yet? He is heading that up. He's doing a real good I job. Mean, maybe he'll talk about that. <clears throat> Pardon the hard turn here. Maybe he'll talk about that on Monday when Jared Kushner is set to testify before the Senate Intelligence Panel. That's all I want to say about that. You should watch that shit as it happens, because a million people will be broadcasting it live on the YouTube. You should, or 
I can just act it out for you right now. Let's do that. Who who am I in this scenario? Uh, you can. I'll be. I'll be Kushner. Okay, you be Kushner. You can ask me any question you want. Can I be a really angry senator? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Great, <clears throat> Mr. Kushner. Mm-hmm. Oh, you sound like a gassy senator. <laughs> yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I'm, I'm. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> I've been here all day, mm-hmm. Mr. Kushner. I've been here all day. Yes. Let's let's let it all hang out. But first of all, I want to I want to thank you for your service. I'm not sure what I did to, to our, deserve that. To but our, okay, thank to you. our country. Thank uh, you. I'm a Republican senator. Mm-hmm. Um, I by the way, I should and I know <laughs> for accuracy's sake because I don't think Jared Kushner actually speaks. I should just be nodding or shaking my head. Yeah. But this is a podcast. People wouldn't understand. Well, he is an automaton. So I'm going to interpret his nods and hand gestures. Yeah. He doesn't have a voice. I've never heard the man speak. (laughs) Neither have I, actually. That's weird. So when you were in that meeting, that very run-of-the-mill meeting Mm -hmm. with those, those Russian folks. Yes. We were talking about adoption. Yeah, well, I heard about that. Adoption. I um adoption. How many children are you going to adopt? 9 adoption. <laughs> Was that 9 or yet? 9. It sounded like yet. Adoption. Um I plead the 5th. I think I have And that's pretty much how all of them will go. <laughs> I have a sympathetic brain tumor right now. Oh, John McCain. No, you know. By the way, that how did we not talk about that? I know. I'm glad we got to it. That was the other thing. Um, look, should I, should we wrap up with Kushner and then talk about McCain? Let's wrap up. With, let's okay. let's wrap up the Kush. Let's smoke it. And um, then let's talk about in addition. John McCain. I this was an alert that I received from that failing um, news source CNN. Oh, I today you were on the New York Times. Yeah. No, no, not the failing New York Times. <clears throat> The uh, the fake news. They are fake. You know, you know yeah. the fake news? Oh, I'm all about the fake yeah, news. Yeah, fake news. Yeah, it's all I follow. Um, the fake news was letting me know that uh, Jared Kushner has filed a new financial disclosure form. Right, row Showing how much money he is worth, which is – it was somewhere in the neighborhood of $800 million. Oh, that sounds fun. Dollars, so. <laughs> Great. Uh, that will probably come up um, as Monday. to why – there's not more detail in the financial disclosure form because right. I'm assuming there's not enough. Right. I, I just assume I haven't read the article yet. Again, I'm into this whole primary source thing, so I I pay for the Washington Post, but you don't have to to stream things on their website. So they, I'm sure, will be streaming the hearing well, live every place on their will website, be. and so will CNN else. will. Yeah, I, CNN even Fox they, News. <laughs> CNN streamed all of the other congressional, yeah. like even the. The hearings where they were trying to nominate people, right? They were streaming Cabinet those, positions, yeah, all yeah. of them. Yeah, Betsy yeah. DeVos was on CNN, right? Right. Which that was real fun. <laughs> it's like it was it was a bunch of nonsense, and then Al Franken making her look stupid, and then we're like, we're done. Let's put her in. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my first headline. You ready? Yeah, oh wait, ahead. we were going to talk about McCain. Let's talk about McCain. Um, so John McCain. It's funny because I'm sure we he and I would not agree on much, but he's that old school kind of senator. He's the kind of senator you read about in U.S. history class. Yes, he's the which you will, by the way, oh, in the future read 
extensively about John McCain. If you're listening to this in 2045, yeah. you're going to read about John McCain. And I don't care how you feel about his politics. <laughs> right. John McCain's a good person to have in the Senate. He is a great person because he, like the Cotton Mathers, where the fuck did that come from? Wow. Like the Cotton Mathers of and the Henry Clays. Jesus Christ. Mr. Becker, you did a great job in 10th grade. <laughs> I still remember this shit. Wow. Like the Henry and, and, and my friend Daniel, who doesn't listen to the show, uh, he and I used to write little songs and things and skits and things about mm-hmm. history of class. So thank you, Daniel. Sounds like an entire Sufjan Stevens album right there. Well, it was before it was. You, and then, you should have beaten him to the whole obnoxious themed uh, indie folk you know, album idea. fuck that guy because I expected 48 more. It's, albums about states, and I I knew at some point he would get to Georgia. Yeah. I figured he'd do the 13 colonies at some mm-hmm. point, one mm-hmm. of which was Georgia. We've digressed. Yeah, we've digressed. Uh, <laughs> so um, John McCain is like the Henry Clays, mm-hmm. the great compromisers of the past. Yeah. He's a guy who is interested in the government functioning. He He's a greater <laughs> He's a greater good. He's a greater senator. good. Yes. He – and – you may disagree with literally Everything. every political viewpoint right. he has. As I do with most, yes. Um, but he's not the Tea Party. He's not. Who's there to just say no right. about right. everything. And on the flip side, he's not whatever the liberal uh, coefficient of that is, right? Like the, he's, the latte party? I guess. We'll go <laughs> latte party. Let's go with that. Yeah. John McCain is what kind of what senators are supposed to be like. And – and he's earned a name for himself. And I think that's why he and one Lindsey Graham get along so well, because they both have that independent mindset. They're not independents. They don't register that way. No, they're. I mean, they're definitely conservatives. They're definitely conservatives. They're definitely Republicans. Um, however, they are willing to fight about issues they care about. They're not just doing the pony show that is Congress most of the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and I was, I was pointing this out when the whole news – broke about uh john mccain and his brain tumor his brain tumor yeah surprise brain tumor it's not a good it's brain the tumor. worst surprise brain it's, tumor well they're all bad but right yeah. but this is like the worst one <laughs> yeah like they went brain surgery this is going to be rough right. oh worse he, now. Go, he goes in for a, a blood clot above yeah. his eye yeah. and he comes out with um and it's not like a i was reading about this today it's not like a lump it's no. more like a net well, it's, kind of yeah, situation. It's, it's, it's not the good. same thing that got Ted Kennedy and Joe Biden. That, or not Joe Biden. Bo Biden. Bo Biden, yeah. Joe yeah. Biden's son. Right. Joe Biden's still alive. No one get concerned. Right. Well, and, and no one can kill Joe Biden. Right. <laughs> Time is the only thing that will kill Joe Biden. And even then, it's going to be, gonna be a, a fight. It's going to be a while. It's yeah. going to be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. I really um, But yeah, I, I was pointing out. Like, I don't agree with McCain on a lot of things. No, no. Particularly, like, how important the military funding is, things like that. That's what I was going to say, yeah. But I also know I don't have the same background. No. (laughs) You have (laughs) nothing. Not anywhere near the same background. Zero. I have been a prisoner of war (laughs) zero times. Right. If it was possible to be... A prisoner of war negative times, that I would be, be there. Yeah, absolutely. Same same for me. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. as far as military spending, I don't agree with it, but I also can't say he's wrong because I don't know. Right. He, he definitely knows better. Exactly. Me. 
And so in that area where he and I do not agree, <laughs> he <laughs> he's fighting for his very strong personal yeah. beliefs based on life experience. Exactly. And I'm exactly. fighting for it based on I don't like it. Don't do it right. anymore. Right. Schools are important. Let's <laughs> talk about that. Um, <clears throat> yes, exactly that. And, and you know, it, it, it was sad because, and I think we even probably made fun of it a little bit. Back during the Comey testimony, John McCain was slipping. Yeah. And it, yeah. it makes you think that, I mean, no one's come out and said this that I know of, but it makes you think that probably it had something there, to do with the brain tumor. I I have heard a couple doctors speculate it yeah. could right. have something to do with it. It is on... Which it, makes me really sad because I loved his explanation. Well, I know. I loved that I had stayed up too late too watching late. the Diamondbacks. Right, that's right. That's right. It, may, it, it was a, it warms the cockles of my heart. Well, it should. Type of Yes. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, look... Again, that's the kind of thing you like about this yeah. guy. That's the kind of yeah, thing you like about Yeah, he loves the Diamondbacks. I mean, he just stayed up too late watching that, mm-hmm. whatever sport that is. Baseball. Ah, uh, thanks. Arizona Diamondbacks. I really didn't know. <laughs> so, hard they, news. They play in the National League <clears throat> West. I, I got my know. fuchsia highlighter out today. Ooh, fuchsia. Well, it's not even a highlighter. It's a pen. That... I'm less excited then. Well, the things that I commit are more definite with my fuchsia pen. Okay, okay. It's called a flare. <laughs> Just so you know, I found it. So the, you print off the wapo. I print off the wapo, and then and then you flare it up. I flare it up. You treat your printed off copies of the wapo like a middle aged woman treats anything <clears throat> she bedazzles. <laughs> There's a very real possibility that I might become a middle aged woman. I, I've been waiting. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Uh, Trump team seeks. Whoa, I can barely talk today. Trump team seeks to control slash block Mueller's Russia investigation. This is a long report. Uh, Carol uh, Lenning, Ashley Parker, Rosalind Helderman, and Tom Hamburger. Again, Mr. Tom Hamburger. <laughs> I am glad to see that's mostly a, a female team, though, um, contributing to this report. So I have just dotted a few important things. <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to read a little bit of this to you. Some of President Trump's lawyers are exploring ways to limit or undercut special counsel Robert Mueller, excuse me, Robert S. Mueller III's Russia investigation, building a case against what they allege are his conflicts of interest and discussing the president's authority to grant pardons, according to people familiar with the effort. Ah, yes, the pardons. He is, Trump is trying to find conflicts of interest within Mueller and his legal team in order to discredit him. You know what their biggest argument is at this point? Hit me. His – part of his team, they've donated to Democrats. Right. That's it. I mean that's literally all There was a dispute about a golf club membership. (laughs) I mean – It's ridiculous. Wowzers. Um, And the the seeking pardons, by the way – Oh, we're getting there. Oh, are, are we going to We're talk? getting there. Okay, go, go on. We'll talk about this. Let me read you my fuchsia dots here. Give me the dots. My flair. Trump has asked his advisors about his power to pardon aides, family members, and even himself in connection with the probe, according to one of those people. A second person said Trump's lawyers have been discussing the president's pardoning powers among themselves. With the Russia investigation continuing to widen... Trump's lawyers are working to corral the probe and question the propriety 
of the special counsel's work. Bob Mueller is a special counsel. They are actively compiling a list of Mueller's alleged potential conflicts of interest, which they say could serve as a way to stymie his work, according to several of Trump's legal advisors. Other advisors said the president is also irritated by the notion that Mueller's probe could reach into his and his family's finances. Jesus, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really asking Jesus if you could speak right now. Can you tell us why? Because I think I know why, but you could probably confirm it with your <laughs> superpowers. Trump has been fuming about the probe in recent weeks as he has been informed about the re- legal questions that he and his family could face. His primary frustration centers on why allegations that his campaign coordinate with Russia should, sorry, I stapled this really funky, should spread into scrutinizing many years of Trump's deal-making. This is where my dot comes in. He has told aides he was especially disturbed after learning Mueller would be able to access several years of his tax returns. All presidents... Man! Yeah, that dude loves people not knowing about his tax returns. It's like his number one thing in life. By the way, all presidents since Jimmy Carter have released their tax returns. That was in the goddamn 70s, guys. There was a gas crisis then. <laughs> That's all I know about the 70s. Um BGs, right? <laughs> well, that. Mueller is scrutinizing some of Trump's business dealings, including with a Russian oligarch who purchased a Palm Beach mansion from Trump for $95 million in 2008. The president has long called the FBI investigation into his campaign's possible coordination with the Russians a, quote-unquote, witch hunt. But now Trump is coming face-to-face with a powerful investigative team that is able to study evidence of any crime it encounters in the probe. That includes, Nathan, tax fraud, lying to federal agents, and interference in the investigation. I'm slurry. I'm sorry. I haven't eaten a lot, but I have had beer. This is Ken Starr times 1,000, said one lawyer involved in the case, referring to the independent counsel who oversaw an investigation that eventually led to to the House impeachment proceedings against President Bill Clinton. Of course, this is in quotes, it's going to go into his finances. A couple more things here. Another Republican in touch with the administration described the public steps as a part of a broader effort aimed at laying the groundwork to fire Mueller. Can you imagine a scenario? I, I honestly, I don't think even Trump is so delusional <clears throat> that he would think he can get away with that one. Here's the thing. You know how... Mr. Trump came out against Jeff Sessions this week. Yeah. Jeff Sessions is the guy who could fire Bob Mueller. Well, but. But. There's also the chance that it's laying groundwork here. Because if Mr. Donald Trump decided he didn't like Jeff Sessions anymore, I don't know, like while speaking to the failing New York Times. If I'm throwing this out there, I mean, like just spitballing. Uh, in in the middle of a an interview with the failing New York Times, spitball away. You know the New York Times that's failing. Yeah, that that one. we don't believe he did an interview with them <laughs> um, again. You you know he did that interview. There's been week? a few. There've been a few this week. He oh, did the, the interview with week. the failing New York Times. Got it. You know the New York Times. It's fa- anyway. <laughs> I just would like to point that out a few more times here <laughs> that they're failing. Yeah, and that he 
went there despite the fact that they're failing miserably, miserably failing. He, the worst ever. <laughs> worst ever. You know, he goes to New York just so he can see Melania. <laughs> he needs an excuse. And by see, like, from a distance. Right. Because she's not getting that close. <laughs> from, from the ground floor of <laughs> Trump Tower. <laughs> That's how close he can get to Melania. Um, so coming out and speaking against Jeff Sessions. Yes. There's the possibility it's laying the groundwork. For firing Jeff Sessions. Right. And appointing a different person who will then go, hey, Robert Mueller, no. We're going to let you go. You know who'd be a really good independent (laughs) investigator? Chris Christie. (laughs) No, they've already, they've made him mad, right? He can't be. Uh, I don't know who they haven't made mad at. Let's see. I mean, it's really falling Paul apart. Manafort, I, I mean, he could... He could come back. He could put... Investigate himself. Man, that's the comeback of the century right there. <laughs> Batten <laughs> 0 for 4. I don't know about sports. Paul Manafort. Uh, currently, the discussions of pardoning authority by Trump's legal team are purely theoretical, mm-hmm. according to two people mm-hmm. familiar with the ongoing conversations. Which, by the way, that's a theoretical conversation every president, I'm sure, has. Yeah. I'm sure Obama, when he walked into the White House, is like, so hey, let's say my family did something. I don't know. Just something really bad. Could I pardon them? Just wondering. No reason. Well, see you later. <laughs> let's say Michelle has a few skeletons in the closet. No literal skeletons. Yeah. I, I can pardon all that. That's good. Goodbye. I would never accuse Michelle of that. I love her. No. I mean, if anything... It's a beautiful person. It's Sasha. If anything, it's skeletons <laughs> of people who deserved... Like, it, if she were a murderer, it would be like a Dexter type of thing, where it's like, well, that person's a terrible human being. She's taking them out and bettering mankind. Well, she didn't need... They didn't need enough vegetables. That's the so, thing. I mean... Michelle Obama <laughs> didn't kill anyone. I, Before... Phil Valentine starts. <laughs> I heard it on a podcast. He reviewed us on iTunes, just like you should. But if Trump pardoned himself in the face of, an, of the ongoing Mueller investigation, that would set off a legal and political firestorm, first around the question of whether a president can use the constitutional pardon power in that way. This is in quotes. This is a fiercely debated but unresolved legal question, said Brian C. Colt, a constitutional law expert at Michigan State University. The power to pardon is granted to the president in Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution, which gives the commander-in-chief the power to, quote, grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. Huh. That means pardon authority extends to federal criminal prosecution, but not to state-level or impeachment inquiries. No president has sought to pardon himself. I feel like that needs to be said. So no courts have reviewed it because it hasn't been fucking necessary to review. Well, let's get ready, folks. Although Colt has, although Colt says the weight of the law argues against a president pardoning himself, he says the question is open and predicts such an action would move through the courts all the way to the Supreme Court, one would hope. There is no predicting what would happen, said Cald. Some note that the Constitution does not explicitly prohibit a president from pardoning himself. On the other side, experts say that by definition, a pardon is something you can only give to someone else. There is also a common law canon that prohibits individuals from serving as a judge in their own case. 
For example, we would not allow a judge to preside over his, his or her own trial, called said. A president can pardon an individual at any point, including before the person is charged with a crime. That was fascinating to me. You can be pardoned before you fucking did anything that yeah. we know of. Well, can I tell you what I heard on the radio? Tell me. And I don't know the details about All this. All right. Um, this is from NPR. Okay. In case you need me to cite the source. Is that National Public Radio? I, I mean, something like that. Something, yeah. Um, talking about if you were to pardon someone before any crime yeah. was uncovered. Right. Somehow, they were saying that that would um, cause them to waive their Fifth Amendment, amendment oh, right? Oh, okay. All right. Which means that... They can still be investigated, yes. and they can still be subpoenaed yes. and called in front of Congress, but yes. they can't go without answering anything. Yes. So I don't know how bad Trump's legal team is. <laughs> pretty bad. I'm assuming I'm assuming it's actually pretty good. Well, yeah, because he's, he he's is got not the money. spent yeah. any time in prison. That's true. Not one second in prison. There's in his quite life. a few occurrences that he should have, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, I would assume they would be advising him, hey, maybe don't do that. Um, Kushner has a few things he could maybe say that wouldn't be good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Let's let this all wash out for a second, T. So um, continue on. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was saying how a president can pardon an individual at any point, even before they were charged with something. And the scope of the presidential pardon can be very broad. For example, President Gerald Ford pardoned former President Richard Nixon preemptively for offenses he, quote, committed or may have committed while in office. I did not realize that until today. It's really cool. That was shocking. Um, Don't you love that that's an option, by the way? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just go, nah, we're just going to ignore all that. It's fine. Can I just say quickly, I really hope that post-President Trump, whatever happens, he's not going to be president forever. Um, That's true. I think. Um, well, I mean, he'll die eventually. Yeah, eventually he'll die. And then we'll be faced with Barron. Um, whatever <laughs> happens, because he will ostensibly have killed his brothers <laughs> and sisters. Um, well, not Tiffany. He doesn't have to kill Tiffany. Tiffany's not in the running. They send her to the same island that they send Napoleon to. Um, <laughs> I, do you so, think Tiffany feels left fuck. out that there's no chance that she's going to have to testify in front of Congress? No, not at all. I think she's fine with it. I think she's good. Um, her Instagram is very active. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Uh, oh, eventually... Shit, I don't know anymore. Okay, fine. Positive news. <clears throat> yeah, let's let's do something. Happy I got a here. few things. A few okay. things. Um, another headline: Durbin and Graham file Dream Act, hoping to ward off legal challenge to DACA. That is the. Uh, that's basically the thing that keeps kids here who came here as immigrants. Um, <clears throat> Senator Richard Durbin. Uh, better known as Dick, a Democrat from Illinois, and Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican from South Carolina, another one of our favorite Republican senators for the most part, 
introduced the DREAM Act legislation that would grant permanent legal status to more than one million young people who arrived in the United States before they turned 18, passed security checks, and met other criteria, including enrolling in college, joining the military, or finding jobs. I am hoping we can find a pathway forward with President Trump, Graham said at a news conference. Wouldn't it be ironic if the man who started his campaign talking about illegal immigration in a very tough way would be the man who started the country on a path towards solving the problem? That's what I like about Lindsey Graham right there. Um, As we all know, Trump blasted uh, Obama's uh, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. That's That's DACA, DACA. Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, saying it was wrong to bypass Congress and give deportation protection. Uh, ah, here we go. <clears throat> Late Thursday, 20 state attorneys general, led by California's Xavier, oh man, Becquerera, urged Trump to preserve DACA saying it had been a boon to the economy by allowing students to study and work, becoming soldiers, nurses, church leaders, and more. The consequences of rescinding DACA would be severe, not just for the hundreds of thousands of young people who would rely on the program and for their employers, schools, universities, and families, but for the country's economy as a whole, the attorneys general's, the attorneys general's, oh my God, the attorneys general said in, in the letter, And as the chief law officers of our respective states, we strongly believe that DACA has made our communities safer, enabling these young people to report crimes to police without fear of deportation. Graham, who actually criticized Obama's decision to pass and create DACA, said passing a law would avoid the need to have a program survive a court challenge. The best way to do it is for Congress and the administration to work together and pass a law, not an executive order, Graham said. Yes. Attorney General now Jeff Sessions in his confirmation hearing said, exactly. (laughs) The Justice Department declined to comment on Thursday. Graham said the United States faces a moment of reckoning. This is what he said. To President Trump, you're going to have to make a decision. The campaign is over. To the Republican Party, who are we? What do we believe when they write the history of these times? I'm going to be with these kids. Wow. Pretty fucking good, right? Wow. Pretty fucking good. So thanks, Senators Durbin and Lindsey Graham. We appreciate you. It, I, I do feel like I'm, I'm going to turn up the positive knob here. Let's do it. Um, watching news in the last week. Yeah. I do feel like out of all of the nonsense that's happening here, <laughs> yes. yes, there has been at least an effort by people on both sides of the aisle to go, hey, <laughs> you know it would be great? Like, what if we just, like, talk to each other? Uh, like, oh, figured things out. Uh, it, it's a little refreshing, it which is, refreshing. is sad. It's sad that it's, it's refreshing. Right. It should be run of the mill and boring. <laughs> I, when I hear about a Democrat and a Republican being in the same room talking to each other, I shouldn't go. Wow, really? I I saw a news story earlier this week, and I can't remember um, which senator it was. It, it was a Democrat senator 
who was putting together a bipartisan uh, group to just discuss healthcare. Yeah. Just one night, get together, talk about healthcare. And I heard that, and my gut reaction was, that's that's a great idea. I shouldn't <laughs> be reacting that way. No, no, you shouldn't be because it should be common I, practice. I should hear things. that and go, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in, you know, complete befuddlement <laughs> right. that it's even an idea someone had. Right. I mean, we were all... It was terrible how it came to light, but we were all pretty refreshed to hear that they play baseball together. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's bad that, you know. Like, right, right, right. Dude got shot. <clears throat> Federal yeah. ethics chief who clashed with White House announces he will step down. Um, this is a guy named Walter M. Schaub, Jr., who reportedly challenged, who repeatedly, excuse me, challenged the Trump administration publicly urging President Trump to fully divest from his business empire and chastising a senior Trump advisor for violating ethics rules. Um, apparently, that office, the Office of Government Ethics, mm-hmm. does not have much enforcement power, but boy, can they get snarky. Oh, yeah. Up on the tweets. Well, that's pretty much their entire power is <clears throat> uh, snark. Right. This guy is a righteous guy, the shop. He's a righteous guy. Um, he, apparently, he drafted these tweets himself and then ordered, I mean, told people to send them out. Uh, at real Donald Trump, OGE Office of Government Ethics. This is when he's. This is when he at the beginning, right? OGE is delighted that you've decided to divest your businesses. Right decision. They're mocking the way that he tweets. Right. <laughs> at real Donald Trump, OGE applauds the total in quotes divestiture decision. Bravo. <laughs> I love it. Trump, in fact, made no such decision. The tweets appeared to appear designed to use Trump's own tactics of praise and flattery to urge him to do so. Internal OGE emails later released through public information requests showed that Schaub himself had drafted the notes and directed that they be sent. Uh, he is going on, uh, Mr. Schaub is going on to work at the Campaign Legal Center, where he will hopefully be able to do more uh, because he's been rather stymied in his position. That the whole uh, flattery idea might have worked, right? Had uh, Donald Trump not read that <laughs> and then spent the next hour just asking everyone what ethics meant, right? <laughs> not what, even a- what is this OGE thing? <laughs> OG, OG, Thikes, <laughs> What is this Greek? <laughs> the only Greek word I know is. Tabbouleh. I love it. I eat a lot of it. So much tabbouleh. Best tabbouleh in the world. Greece. It's, it's right here in Trump Tower. <laughs> uh, this is from the, I, I will say, this is from the opinion pages. Uh, this is by a guy named Joel Clement. He was a director of the Office of Policy Analysis at the U.S. Department, uh, U.S. Interior Department until last week. He is now a senior advisor at the department's Office of Natural Resources Revenue. The headline is, I'm a scientist, full stop. I'm blowing the whistle on the Trump administration. He says here at the beginning, I am not a member of the deep state. I am not big government. I am a scientist, a policy expert, a civil servant, and a worried citizen. Reluctantly, as of today, I am also a whistleblower on an administration that chooses silence over science. 
I underlined that because when I went to the science march, everyone was saying, Silence, not silence. It was hard to say. That's that's good rhyming. It's a lot of consonants. Do you think at the, like what percentage do you think accidentally got that mixed up when they were chanting it? Oh, well, at least this percentage. Silence, not silence. <laughs> oh. It was nothing, you know, it was great, but it wasn't the women's march. I think I said the, the women's march was really powerful. Um, well, I mean, it's a bunch of science guys. They're not. And gals. Well, but yeah, people. But you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Here. They're introverted. No, the the marching it's less outgoing for sure. Right. <laughs> Basically, what happened to this guy? This guy is a uh, is a climate expert. Um, he's been working a lot with n- native Alaskan communities. Climate change is happening at twice the rate for them as it is for us. Mm-hmm. Their land is literally melting away where they live. Right. It's an issue. Right? Well, I mean. Yeah, go is read this. It, is it an issue, though? <laughs> it's an issue. Well, the thing is, though, it's not really happening, so it can't really be an issue, Oh, right? well, there's that. Um, <laughs> the Trump administration reassigned this guy from his post where he is an expert in the field mm-hmm. to – hang on. I just have to read this to you. I know I've been reading a lot, but just let me read this to you. Nearly seven years ago, I came to work for the Interior Department – where, among other things, I've helped endangered communities in Alaska prepare for and adapt to a changing climate. But on June 15th, that's this June 15th, yeah, I was one of about 50 senior department employees who received letters informing us of involuntary reassignments, citing a need to, impro- a need to improve talent development, mission delivery, and collaboration. That sounds like bullshit. The letter informed me that I was reassigned to an unrelated job in the accounting office that collects royalty checks from fossil fuel companies. Wowzers. Hmm. He goes on to say, next paragraph, I am not an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't have to be, you don't have to be one to see that the administration's excuse for a reassignment such as mine doesn't add up. His basic argument is, hey, they stuck a bunch of us because we were being vocal. They stuck a bunch of us in jobs mm-hmm. that are not what we are qualified for uh, uh, in an effort to push us out. I'm going to take a second here yeah. to defend the Trump administration. Okay. <laughs> um, because I know it seems like they were reassigning him because of that. Yeah. But I think we've seen, like, Rick Perry yeah. with his job. Yeah. Um, Assigning a hedge fund manager to be the director of communications. Sounds great. I think I think it's part of their strategy that people shouldn't do things that they know how to do. Yeah. So he's yeah. not an accountant. They went, who's perfect to do accounting? Why, of course, someone with no accounting experience whatsoever. Perfect. Send them. Fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. He's going to go in there, going <laughs> to shake things up, drain the swamp. That swamp, it's so drained, nothing left in the swamp. You know. It's a desert now. That's what I was going to say. Desert swamp. Yeah. <laughs> They've turned Washington from a swamp into a desert. <laughs> there are tumbleweeds Just, flowing through the halls of justice right now. <laughs> the, uh, the, the metaphor I was going with earlier today was they've drained the swamp. But the issue is all it did was leave just the swamp critters <laughs> there. <laughs> like there's no water diluting the swamp critters. It's just the swamp it's, critters. It's a lot of bacteria. 
a whole lot. <clears throat> Here's my last headline for today. Okay. This will be in replace of your quick hits. No quick hits. <clears throat> this is my last headline <clears throat> from the Washington Post in the To Your Health section. Coffee with Viagra-like ingredient recalled after FDA discovery. <laughs> Can Wait, I unpack that for you? They recalled my coffee? Apparently they did, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He's suffering from erectile dysfunction. It's okay if you are. We're all suffering from something. <laughs> Albert Yee said the coffee is everywhere you look in the densely packed vendor stalls along avenues in Malaysian cities. An instant mix with a natural ingredient similar to what's found in Viagra that helps men with erectile dysfunction. And Yee wanted a piece of the action. <laughs> there are whole streets of it, like tequila in Mexico. He told the Washington Post by phone Thursday, describing how his one-man Texas import business is now at the center of a nationwide voluntary recall coordinated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Wait, hold on. Uh-huh. He led off the story uh-huh. by <laughs> defending himself, kind of defending himself by saying, look, <laughs> there's a lot of it. In a country that has virtually no regulations. On anything. In a country mm. that is oppressing an entire yeah. population right now. <laughs> the FDA announced last week that Yee's company, uh, based in Grand Prairie, Texas, uh, which is called Best, Herbs, Best, Best Herbs Coffee LLC, is voluntarily recalling all lots of the uniquely spelled New of Kopi Jantan Traditional Natural herbs coffee due to undeclared ingredients, including dimethyl, oh my god, carabidinophil, and milk. Wait, what was it? He's been selling this for three years, by the way. It um, took this long? Uh huh. That chemical compound I just mentioned that I can't pronounce is structurally similar to uh, what is in Viagra, which is called sildenafil. Sildenafil. Uh, the undeclared ingredient may interact with nitrates found in some prescription gr- drugs, such as nitroglycerin, and may lower blood pressure to dangerous levels, the FDA said. <laughs> Yee said he was not sure how much coffee was involved in the recall, but estimates he'll receive a few hundred to a thousand bags from customers that he will then hand over to the FDA to be destroyed. It will be... The FDA's latest keyword recall involving coffee laced with the ingredient. Why is this a problem? <laughs> Another company called Stiff Bull Herbal <laughs> Coffee. Yes! It was all leading up to that. To yes! <laughs> Faced a similar recall last year, as did the sellers of Caverlo uh, Natural Herbal Coffee in May. In both instances, the sellers advised the inclusion of Tongat Ali, the root of a tree found in Malaysian rainforest, and distilled to pill form, or concentrated and mixed with coffee or tea. In 2014, ABC News sent a reporter into the bush to scout for the root, which can only be extracted with tools to partially topple the tree, making the root particularly difficult to harvest for mass production. The producers of Stiff Bull Herbal Coffee claim the coffee sellers mixed in the chemical compounds cut down on high costs of the root, raising the possibility the same thing happened with yeast coffee. Ong Boon Keen, a senior researcher at the Forest Research Institute in Malaysia, Malaysia, told ABC that 
Tongata Ali can boost low testosterone and sperm count. Oh. So you should be chewing on trees. Yi said the recall has made his next business decision easy. I'm 60. Oh, oh boy. All right. <laughs> this is a quick hit. Okay. What is Albert Lee's, Yee's, excuse me, next business decision? All right. So Boner Coffee's out. Boner Coffee is out. No. No more of that. He's learned his lesson. Yep. Nothing else from Malaysia. Uh-huh. I feel like he's just going to start like an import-export business of just like Chinese indentured servants. That's probably right. <laughs> Yeah. Something involved. They're everywhere. <laughs> I don't get it anymore. I go to China. All I see is indentured servants. I don't, I don't know what's good or bad. I don't get it. He actually said, I'm 67. I'm going to retire. That's a good move. His last move in life was uh, boner coffee. Boner coffee from Malaysia. I wonder how much of his retirement fund (laughs) he has now lost by having to turn over all his boner coffee. It all depends on how much of that was managed by the new guy (laughs) managing communications in the Trump administration. Well, I mean, he he hasn't been paying any attention to that. He's busy learning what communications are. (laughs) Rick Perry has his energy. I have my communications. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, that's just, that's, that's the tactic they've taken. It is the tactic they've taken. Sarah Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Doesn't what business does she have being the the person who speaks for the president? I mean, she's spoken a couple times in life. Is that good enough? I guess. I don't. <laughs> it it does. Jared Kushner is in charge of everything. Everything. What is he good at? Using his family's money. That's not a viable skill in the government. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been feeling like it's been falling apart for a while, but don't you think it's really starting to fall apart? It, it's gotten to an extra crazy level. Yeah. Like yeah. right now, I I like to relate the administration to a TV show. Okay. Because I feel like so far the writing has been to the level that someone would go, hey, this is kind of just a bad ripoff of House of Cards. I don't really necessarily believe anything that's happening in this storyline. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like now we've reached that point, like, you know how TV shows season four? Right, right, right. Season four or five, you're like, okay, it's just not quite what it was right. during season two or three. Sure. The sure. fresh ideas are gone. Sure. And then they get desperate, and so the desperation... It's like, no one's paying attention to, to us. Mm, Sean Spicer resigns! No! <laughs> no! So right now we're at the end of season two. It's yeah. kind of what you're saying. I, I don't, it's just getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. It's getting out of um, hand. By the way, while we were doing this, the breaking news came through. Oh, God. That Paul Manafort and uh, Donnie Jr., Yes. Don Don, as Don I'm going to call him. Oh, I like it. Yeah. It makes him a little more adorable. If they're going to talk about how he's a good boy, um, even though he's late 30s, I get to give him a nickname that makes him sound like a three-year-old. It's one Don one. Don. It's one one. Don Don. I like it. Um, they have made a deal where they will not have to speak in open session of Congress. Oh. I have not read what the deal is. I can 
I can only assume that they're both going to turn on Trump. In a hard way. Wouldn't that be great? It would If Don Don is what brought the whole thing down. Yeah. Yeah. Which (laughs) I feel like there's a possibility. I was listening to him speak – um, just I saw a clip of his interview with Hannity after he released his own emails like a lunatic. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I realized something. He's like his dad in the sense that um, he can't stop talking. <laughs> but he's unlike his dad in the sense – that he's not he's not smart enough to distract from his actual message. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's his dad without the savvy. He's just saying what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like Trump would say, "Yeah, so I met with him, but you know what? Blah 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 blah." Don Don, it's just like, "I met with the guy." Ah, <laughs> It was adoptions. The Russian lawyer didn't know she was a lawyer. I knew it. No. <laughs> Do you feel like he gave half the wisdom to Donald Jr. and half to Eric? No, that's ridiculous. Okay. Have you seen Eric? <laughs> he gave half to Don Don and none to Eric. He gave the rest to himself. The rest is yeah. Baron. Baron's plot, I, I'm telling you, Baron's going to be the mastermind behind the whole thing. <laughs> Baron got it all in an email, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> it's it's going to come back that Baron is the one who hacked into the DNC servers. <laughs> the whole time Trump was talking about how great his kid is on computers, yeah, it turns out he's amazing. With a Commodore 64. Uh-huh. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. <laughs> Let's roll. Let's roll this shit. Are we rolling? Yeah. We are rolling. I do want to make sure I hear you, though. So. Do you hear me rolling? Talk some more. Rolling? Mm. Rolling? Yeah, you're recording. Rolling. Can you go to the other one real quick? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, now, I'm, now I'm rolling over here. You are rolling over there. I rolled both places. I'm a real roller. You're a real roller. You're real rolling. Okay. Let's do this thing. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. 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 Oh.